is Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast, and I'm your host, Bette Lucas. I have five crazy kids, a full-time career in a mostly male industry, and I've been on a health journey where I've lost over 40 pounds. On this podcast, you will find encouragement for your own unique journey. You'll be provided tools to help you not just survive this life, but thrive in the areas of health, career, and family. So come live your big, bold life with me. Are you ready? I sure am. Hello, and welcome to Living Your Big, Bold Life, podcast episode number four. I'm your host, Bette Lucas, and today I'm going to answer a popular listener question. I want to start intermittent fasting. What is the best way to start? Before I begin today, I want to emphasize that I'm not a health professional. I'm sharing my experience as a full-time working mom of five who is also trying to be the healthiest version of myself for my family, my career, and truly to give back to this world. I often like to emphasize, and you've probably heard me say it here before, that I think we've had it a little backwards. Many of us have put our health last because we thought to be the best mom and career person or spouse, that's what we had to do. However, When our health isn't a priority, well, everything else can suffer too. One of the tools we have talked about a lot on this podcast is intermittent fasting. I love it for so many reasons, but really one of the reasons is because it simplifies my life. So let's begin. I want to start intermittent fasting. How do I do that? Here is a jumpstart guide for those that are ready to start. Step one, ask yourself what is easier to cut breakfast or dinner. Cut that. Many people like to cut breakfast. I am in the minority. I often like to cut dinner. Step two, start with a 16-8. That means fast for 16 hours and eat for eight hours. Good news, sleeping counts. I like using the Zero app for tracking. Step three, Don't change much else from your eating in the short term, but try to focus on foods that serve your body best. For me, that means protein, green leafy vegetables, often some good fats thrown in there, and that has been my ticket to success. Step four, when you are fasting, if you want to clean fast, you can only have coffee, black coffee that is, water, unflavored tea, and unflavored sparkling water. Many of us love to have a Pellegrino or a Topo Chico, and most of those feel much like a treat for us. Step five, if needed and in time, you can grow your intermittent fasting window. Examples being 18, 6, or 24. The first number is your fasting time, and the second is your eating time. If you are ready to grow your fasting window, I recommend trying to do it in half an hour increments and slowly building up. I don't think you should jump all in right away. Some of you are built for that. Many of you are not. Also, your fasting times are going to depend on your activity level, and you've really got to find the shoe that fits you best. We are all different. Step six, be patient. Tweak and tweak some more. Truly, what works for someone might not work for you. Results really will not be fast, but they last. Now, some of you may have really quick results, but in my experience with intermittent fasting is that it was a slow weight loss 
but it got me healthy in so many areas first. And I think that we have been so trained to want these quick weight loss things that just all the weight comes right back. And I think we need to focus about our health. And really, when we bring it back to our health, we need results that last, not that are fast. Step seven, take measurements and photos. Here are some of my other tips and tricks. Too much alcohol or sweets will hurt your progress and make you more hungry during your eating window. It doesn't mean you can't have these things, but maybe watch them as if they're creeping in too much, you're probably going to have stalled progress. Some people do drop carbs for better results. Some people don't. You need to figure out what works for you. For me, I can have some carbs, but if carbs become the primary part of my diet, I do notice a negative effect on my progress. But your journey is different than mine. If you feel hunger, it will pass. And I actually believe hunger is okay. I like to think when we get those small signs of hunger, that is actually when fat burning is doing its job. I imagine that Pac-Man, you know, in the Pac-Man game, going through the game and eating those dots. I believe that is your fat getting burned. So if you have a hunger pain, that's okay. Be careful on taking pushback for those around you. A lot of people don't understand fasting, and that's okay. Maybe refer them to some of the new books in the market and research that is out there supporting this lifestyle. Move your body. Don't just do cardio. Weights are also a great way to get your metabolism moving and active. Moving your body doesn't have to mean spending two hours in a gym every day, but we need to get outside and see the sun. We need to walk. We need to move. So figure out ways to move, and I know you'll see progress in your journey. So where can I find more information? Books that many of us have found helpful are The Obesity Code by Dr. Funk and Delay Don't Deny by Jen Stevens. There's also some great podcasts out there. One that I have been featured on, episode number 40, is Intermittent Fasting Stories by Jen Stevens, our guest on episode number one. We also lead a private Facebook group called Motivate with My Betty Lou. In this group, we share tools and tips that help people like you and me on their health journey. So if you'd like to join us, come find us on Facebook there as well. I hope this has been helpful for you. And if you know someone else who's looking at starting intermittent fasting, share this episode with them today and I'll see you next week. Hey friends, it's Beth. If you are enjoying today's podcast, I really hope you will join me every week for what I hope you find are inspiring interviews and bold content on topics like family and career and health. And can I also ask you a favor? Can you press that subscribe button and write a review if you like what you hear today? By doing those things, you are helping me get the word out, and I truly would be ever, ever so grateful. It also allows you to be the first to know when new content arrives. So please subscribe today. Hi, you guys. Welcome to part two of How Do I Start Intermittent Fasting? 
And what I wanted to do on the second part of this episode was answer kind of the top questions that I get when someone is starting to fast. So my number one question I get is, Bet, what do I eat in my window when I start to fast? And my advice is, don't change much of what you're doing at all with your exercising, with what you're eating. Just eat that, but in your smaller eating window. You know, as humans, when we change too much right away or we try to set all these crazy goals, we tend to not hit them all and then feel bummed out. And instead of kind of saying, let's always try to hit a home run, why not hit a few base hits? Take some baby steps. So at first, don't try to switch up a lot. Just try to hone in your window. Now, if you're trying to clean up what you eat and be a little bit more on the healthier side, I would recommend following kind of the Fab Four thought process. And I've had great success with this one, which is protein, fat, fiber, and greens. And that is from Kelly Levesque's book, Body Love. And the reason I love that thought process is because it really focuses on what you can eat, not what you can't eat. And There are people out there that can eat one way and have great results, and there are people out there that can eat the complete opposite and have great results. And I notice people can get very passionate about what is the right way to eat and and what you eat, but intermittent fasting is great because I know vegetarians who do it, and I know carnivore eating lifestyles that do it. And most will report that it works for them and their lifestyle. I tend to eat a little bit more on the higher protein side of things with some good fats, similar to the Fab Four. I'm not really pure keto. I wouldn't call myself always low carb, but I would say I try to focus my meals around kind of a main protein and some vegetables. That kind of works for me. I've tried going lower carb than that, but I find I really miss some of the kind of vegetables of in my diet. I know people that can eat more carbs than I can. I can't get away with too many carbs. If my diet is mostly carbs, I get kind of inflamed. I also have to watch my sugar intake, but that being said, I don't have a huge sweet tooth. I also have to watch my alcohol intake. And this girl loves her some Sauvignon Blanc, let me tell you. But I find if I am having alcohol too often or too much in my window, then I make poorer food choices and my results slow. So what can you eat in your window? You can eat whatever you are currently eating. Just hone in the time you're eating it. And then... Once you kind of tackle that, maybe then start seeing if there are food choices that would serve your body better, that you know right now aren't making you feel as good as you really could feel. And we all are going to have things that our body likes better than others, and that is for us to figure out. 
But many people report when they're intermittent fasting and they've kind of settled into a groove that their bodies actually start craving healthier foods, that all of a sudden food tastes good again. All of a sudden, they don't want to waste their eating window on foods that, as many will call, are not window worthy. They don't want to waste it anymore, right? They don't want to just have that random snack. They don't want to just have that random food. They want to eat something that is wholesome, nutritious, and satisfying. And that's the beauty of intermittent fasting is that it's not starving. You're actually eating really, really well. And food, it's like it tastes good again. Okay, Bet, I have a busy day ahead. What do I do? Well, plan your liquids out. So know what you like to drink. Is it sparkling water like a Pellegrino or a Topo Chico? Is it um, Americano? Is it black coffee? Is it just a big bottle of water? Is it unflavored green tea? The great thing about intermittent fasting is you don't have to do a lot of food prep and there's not too much planning. So if you're having a busy day, sometimes that's the day that's best for fasting. That's why a lot of people choose to do a longer fast on a Monday, because for those that work, even those that are stay-at-home, Monday tends to be a busier day. So Monday is just such a great day to tackle fasting because it helps time fly by. Speaking of that, but what do I do when I'm almost to the end of my window, but I'm just getting hungry. What do I do to pass the time? Things I like to do is just get another cup of hot water, get a cup of tea. I love to go clean something or tackle a small project. I like to go for a walk or move my body. I find when I move, I actually feel less hungry. And all of a sudden, what I thought was going to be really hard to push through to the end of my window, all of a sudden, doesn't feel so hard. So try a few of those tips. Just keep yourself busy because really, if you're just sitting there and thinking about it, that's going to make it a lot more difficult. Okay, next question. But how do you handle work and professional settings and going out to eat when you're fasting? Oh, this is a good one. Okay, so you have a few options. And the great thing is you don't have to do the same thing every time. You don't ever have to do the same thing. But here are a few things that I do. Number one, I choose to fast through the lunch. What do I order? I order coffee. I order my hot water. Sorry to be a broken record. The great news is we fear people and what they might say to us. But you guys, intermittent fasting is becoming so much more common of a topic that I have not at all had anyone react negatively. I've never had anyone say, oh my gosh. In fact, they all have seen how great I feel, my energy levels, I'm stronger, I'm more vibrant. And they realize, oh, there's something to this. And actually, I've had a lot of people start intermittent fasting because that conversation was opened in that professional setting. Number two, sometimes I switch up my eating window. I love a midday eating window. For me, it's a great excuse to have a wonderful meal and then 
I don't have to worry about my dinner. And yes, I still sit down and eat dinner with my family, but I'm going out to a lovely lunch. So I love having an appetizer. I love having, maybe it's a salmon salad. Maybe it's a hamburger patty with lots of fun toppings like mushrooms and cheese. And some people throw some bacon on there and have a side salad or some side vegetables. I love switching up my eating window if I know I'm going to be out with other people. If it's more of a cocktail hour and you are still fasting, then just keep yourself busy hydrating and talking. And I found that that's lovely because you're not balancing a plate and trying to network with the room. And eating often can be kind of consuming at those events, but also distracting. And I find those events to be much more productive. I'm much more able to talk and converse. So don't be scared of doing what works for you, but any of those solutions should work. Okay, let's say you're traveling. You're going to be flying somewhere. Maybe you normally open your window at lunchtime. Well, your flight is during the lunch hour. You don't really want to eat airplane food. What would you recommend? I would recommend eating in the evening that time and switching your window to a later window. The likelihood, if you're flying somewhere, of you eating out that night is probably pretty high. So treat yourself to a nice dinner once you arrive at your destination. For me, I'm often meeting up with a customer or a friend, and I didn't spend money on lunch, right? And I didn't spend money on breakfast, so my budget is a little bit more than I would normally have, and I can have a very nice dinner, and it doesn't feel like I'm sacrificing as much. Now, a lot of times, yes, I would wait to dinner for the main meal, but I would still have maybe a bag of almonds or maybe a few hard-boiled eggs or a string cheese or both. Maybe let's say at two, three, four, whatever my body was kind of telling me it needed. But that works really well. And I guess if you are traveling for your job, intermittent fasting is fabulous. And when you're on that plane, order a sparkling water Order your, you know, a cup of coffee. Just keep hydrating. It's great. So don't think that work and your profession should prevent you from being able to intermittent fast. In fact, I've kind of found the opposite, that it really works well for intermittent fasting because a lot of these meals you're eating in a professional setting are probably bigger than you would normally eat on your own. So it works really well when you have kind of a one-sitting window to eat, you leave there very satisfied. Often if it's an evening window, I'll treat myself to a glass of wine. I don't have a big sweet tooth. That's not really where I struggle. So dessert really rarely comes into play. My struggle is wanting like the second, the third, the fourth glass of wine. Currently pregnant with my sixth. So obviously not as much of a struggle right now, but that is my weakness. And we all have our weaknesses, right? Okay. Let's move on. But what happens if I mess up? Hey, guys, listen. We all have times of overindulging. We all have times of thinking we're going to just have one thing and we have 10. We all have times where we closed our window and you know what? 
we snuck something later. It happens. Quit beating yourself up. The best thing to remind yourself, and this is in all aspects of life, tomorrow is a new day. I can start again. The beating yourself up, the stress around that, and then further punishing yourself by eating more, drinking more, or some other vice is not serving you in this journey. Baby steps, have grace, and guess what? Everyone indulges or everyone makes a mistake sometimes. That's human. And we're all learning. But the worst thing you can do is beat yourself up about it. But is it normal to be really hungry one day and not the next? Yes, totally, totally normal. In fact, a lot of people freak out when they have a day where they're eating a lot. They think, oh no, what's wrong? I ate way more in my window than than I thought. And oh my gosh, I've just ruined all the hard work that I've put in. You guys, it is totally normal. And I almost guarantee you will notice that the next day you're not as hungry. There was something within your body that needed more food that day. And that's why I think the calorie counting thing is so flawed because it takes us away from really listening to what our body needs. Because after you've been intermittent fasting for a while, your body's going to tell you in, in a lot of ways. And for many of us, we, we really love the thought of intuitive eating. It really tells us what we want and what we need. So this thought process of always having to hit this amount of calories or only having this amount of calories, I think kind of removes ourselves from that. Now, if calorie counting works for you and has always worked for you, great. I am not here to change things if they're working for you. But if you have tried the calorie counting thing and every time you've done it, you've just gained the weight right back, that is what I have found is consistent with calorie counters is that we count calories, we lose weight, and then all of a sudden we're still eating that many calories and for some reason we're not losing anymore or we're all, all of a sudden gaining. And it's like our metabolism just adjusts to that. And that's what the Biggest Loser study says is that your body adjusts to that lower caloric need and therefore you keep needing less and less and less calories. So bottom line, it is okay one day to eat more and the next day to eat less. The other thing that I find is this, if you did a longer fast, you know, I, I referenced that a lot of times I would do a longer fast on a Monday. The following day, you do need to make sure you're refeeding enough. Sometimes what I would find is when I was learning, I wouldn't refeed enough. And then I think it was throwing me off a little bit. So a lot of times it would be very normal if someone is doing a fast all day Monday, let's say from Sunday night till Tuesday morning, that that day they have a little bit longer window than normal. And that is okay. You're not ruining the results that you had for doing that longer fast. It's actually really recommended that you refeed appropriately. Okay, Bet. next question. Are these things okay in my fasting window? Diet Coke, hot water with lemon, gum, flavored mints, flavored coffees, flavored teas. Nope, 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 nope. If you want to clean fast, which 
I know can be controversial because some will say, oh, I have bone broth when I'm fasting, or I have cream in my coffee when I'm fasting, or I chew gum. However, I have found based on my experience and based on many that I know in my fasting groups and research that I have read that fasting is much easier actually when you clean fast because you're not telling your body it's time to burn food in your stomach. You're continually telling your body you're still fasting. Burn that fat for energy. So I know you would think that fasting would be easier if you don't clean fast, but most of us have found the opposite. So I just challenge you to re-listen to episode one of Living Your Big Bold Life, where Jen Stevens and I talk about the benefits of clean fasting. Okay, next question. But is it normal to feel the following when I first start fasting? Hungry, high energy, lethargic, low energy, tired, excited, can't sleep, very regular, and my digestive system going a little nuts. Yes to all of the above. It's crazy because some people will report that their energy is off the charts. Some will report that they're feeling more lethargic. Some will report that they're super crabby until their eating window. Some will report that they've never felt better. I promise you that you will feel so great once your body normalizes. But you guys, your body's kind of mad at you. You have been feeding it constantly probably your whole life. That's what we've been told to do. That's what we've been told to keep our metabolism going. So of course, it's like, what the heck are you doing? Give me all the food. Feed me now every two hours. And now you're kind of challenging your body. So for a while, it's got to adjust. So all those things I mentioned could be possible feelings you're going to have the first month of fasting. Totally. Do not think something is weird with just you. When I first started fasting, I my stomach, when I would first eat, would often be like really rumbly. I got really regular. Sorry to be TMI. And then guess what? It adjusted. When I first started fasting, working out was harder to do. But guess what? Now I work out regularly fasted. And yes, I'm six months pregnant. Yes, I am not (laughs) currently fasting. But guess what? I would work out fasted all of the time. In fact, it was very normal that I would work out fasted after fasting for 30 plus hours. So you will get there. Now, working out fasted, did that happen right when I first started my fasting journey? No. In fact, sometimes I would be like, oh, I fasted. I'm not, I'm going to skip today. Or I'm going to take a, a lighter day or instead of a run, I might go for a walk. But when I was first fasting, I slowly ramped into my fasting journey. In fact, my fasting journey started very different than most. I just skipped dinner a few nights a week. So it was pretty easy for me to continue my workout regimen and to mentally get to a place where I could believe that I could work out fasted. 
But, you know, for so long, we thought we needed a pre-workout drink, that we needed a protein shake before we worked out, that we needed to eat breakfast. And you guys, I'm telling you, once you get over that kind of that mental hump and your body's adjusted to fasting, working out fasted is amazing. And people report extremely high energy, extremely good results in both their muscle build, both in their energy and their weight loss results. So yes, those symptoms can be normal in the first month to two months fasting. Some people get over them in a few days. And yes, can you work out fasted? Why, yes, you can. However, if you just started fasting, I don't recommend you just start training for a marathon unless you're ready to dive in because that's a lot for your body to take in all at once. So maybe if you weren't typically working out that much, don't try to tackle that and starting an intermittent fasting journey. Maybe just start with the intermittent fasting journey. Stay active by walking with your with your husband, going jumping on the trampoline with the kids, maybe going on a hike, but don't try to tackle everything all at once. We are so much more likely to be successful if we can take some baby steps in our health journey. But what do I do if I'm going on vacation? Well, a lot of people I know when they go on vacation do one of two things. One, they take a break from fasting. Or two, instead of maybe doing a five to seven hour window, they do an eight to 10 hour window and that being your eating window. Maybe they normally are an OMAD person, meaning they eat one meal a day. But when they go on vacation, they splurge a little bit and decide to indulge and have two meals a day. And most of them will come back all saying that it was wonderful, exciting, fun, but they are ready to get back to their regular routine, similar to after a big indulging weekend. But what window do you fast? Well, as I stated, I jumped around a lot. I am a very active person, so I don't find that a really small window has ever worked well for me. In fact, when I first started fasting, if you recall on episode two, I actually just skipped dinner a few nights a week. I was not intermittent fasting every day. And my main meal was lunch. My breakfast was often like a bulletproof coffee, maybe with a hard-boiled egg or another piece of protein or uh, another piece of fat, like a half of an avocado or something. But I often found for me, I still had results there. Some people find their best results are kind of a 19-5 window, but they never really start there. Most everyone starts at a 16-8. That's a great starting place, as I mentioned earlier in this episode. Now, if that's too hard for you, start with a 14-10. It's all about taking baby steps. Okay, here is a question I get mostly from moms. But how do you handle fasting in front of your children? And I get this question and where it stems from. We are all, as parents, wanting our children to have a healthy relationship with food, a healthy view of their own body, 
I get it. So here are some things and ways I've handled it. My oldest two children are eight and 10 years old. They're both girls and both would notice when I was fasting because I would fast at dinner time. So I would sometimes simply answer them, your mom's just not hungry. And oftentimes that was accepted. Number two, sometimes I would explain to them that I often eat a very big lunch with my customers or clients or coworkers, and they got that too. So as a result of eating a very big lunch, their mom just wasn't very hungry. Last but not least, sometimes we would dive in further. And I love the correlation to a plant or a flower. And I explained to them that when a plant or a flower is starting to grow and is really early in its growth stages, it needs lots of food. It needs lots of water. It needs lots of sun. And yet, when a plant is matured, it may not need as much food. And I explained to them that they are still growing. Their bodies need more food. Their bodies need water and sun. My body's done growing. Therefore, I may not need as much food or to eat as often as they do. And I guess in summary on this question, I think for a lot of us, we forgot how to listen to our bodies and love our bodies, right? And we fear for that for our own children. And I think what these conversations can do is possibly remind them to listen to their bodies too, especially as they get older. There can be very polarizing thoughts around, do you make your kids eat breakfast or do you not? But for my 10-year-old, I would say she's at an age where if she's not hungry for breakfast, I don't think I should make her. And I remember at that age kind of feeling similarly. And yet, my four- and five-year-old son, he probably needs to be forced to have breakfast. In my opinion, he's not eating because he's not hungry. He'd just rather be playing dinosaurs. And I actually know he is hungry. But what a beautiful lesson to share with my 10-year-old daughter to listen to her body and eat when she's hungry and don't eat when she's not. Thank you for listening today. For more information, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and my new website, betlucas.com. And remember, friends, be you boldly. The world needs you.